Today on the Av Podcast, it's opening night of the NBA season. I should probably sound more excited. Hold on. <clears throat> it's opening night of the NBA season. I- I'm really excited. Oh, seriously, I really am. Just because there's so many teams that can win it all. It's almost like there's, there's a parody spirit to this season, which we haven't seen in a long time, which I love personally, and, and, and I think is so needed for the league right now. So I'm joined by my annual guest of the Western Conference episode that we do every year, Sal Sharaf, family member, Julian, a.k.a. Jews, the commish. As you break down each team in the Western Conference from the bottom to the top, from which teams is looking to carry that gold trophy in that Louis Vuitton case to the teams that are, that are looking to dive off the cliffs into the waters of Lake Webinyama. Before we get into it, let me remind you that the Eastern Conference preview is also available if you haven't checked that out yet. That was released on Thursday, so peep that once you finish checking this episode out, of course. Of course. And also check out the R&B Fantasy Draft, a special series of the app podcast wherever you listen and watch podcasts, which you can also check out on my YouTube channel and also on my website at SouthShareAv.com. Once again, that's SouthShareAv.com. This podcast was originally recorded on Saturday night, literally when it was announced that Andrew Wiggins was getting this extension on top of Jordan Poole getting his bag earlier that day. All right, so let's get this started. Is that our podcast with Cal C on South Sharaf Radio? West Side is the best side. Welcome to the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Sharaf Radio. Before the music starts playing, if you're listening to this right now on one of these podcasting platforms, hit that like button and especially hit those five stars. It seriously, it takes no time at all to do that. Before the music plays, I'll even wait for you to do it. All right. All right, cool. We good? We good? All right. Start the intro. Welcome to the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Uh, welcome to the Av Podcast. You got the Eastern Conference preview as we annu- as we do every year annually. Um, so it's only right that we drop the Western Conference. Can't have one without the other. And every year since, you know, we've had this conversation offline, but since the start of when I started doing this podcast, especially my first preview, um, <laughs> it's been, what, six years now, Julian, you would say, right? Yeah, man. Yep, yeah, six so, years. So we've been doing this for, for, for quite a minute, the Western Conference specifically, too. So we, we, we've been doing this for a minute. So so welcome back, Julian, a.k.a. Jews to Commit, South Shrive family member, certified member. How you doing, sir? Good man, good to be home. Good to be home. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, man. So you know, as we normally do, we break the the conference down from the from the bottom to the top, from the outhouse to the penthouse, from the window to the wall. But before we do that, you know, being that I call you the the, the commish, the name comes mm-hmm. in because you, you you're the commissioner of like you know eight. At the time, it was like 49 you know fantasy <laughs> leagues throughout the throughout the city. As an additive that we do now for this preview, you got to give me your fantasy sleeper. Before you or give everybody the fantasy sleeper for each team, but you know before we before we move on, so you know we you know we stick it with that, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I got a player for on each team okay. for everybody here. All right, yeah. all right. No, there you, there you go. You got it, got it, got it. You know, you, you call this it. This is what I for, do. This this you Yo, call it commish for a reason, bro. So you know what I'm saying. So this you, is you, what I do. Yeah, there fantasy you go. sports, and now yo, I'm also into. Uh, I don't, man, since they opened up the online, the gambling in Ontario, the props, so the player props, the players, mm. projections. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm your man for this too, man. Let's yes, go. Yes, we'll, 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 we'll dive more into that. So, yeah, so like I said, man, Western Conference, we're breaking it down from the bottom to the top. 
We're not even going to waste any time, man. Let's get started. All right. Number 15. And and um, and before I announce the team at number 15, just to know, I mm-hmm. usually I do the master list. I, I don't have everybody's list together when we're starting this. So it, I know usually, okay. usually every year there might be a team ranked higher or lower, and you're like, yo, who put this together? Who's the person that had them higher on <laughs> such and such list? I have it with me this time. I have it. Up, I have the list now of, of who okay. put it in. So if you want to question them and call them out, we can do that. Okay. Let <laughs> so, me hear. Let so, me hear so who that, so you that, have as the worst team in the Western Conference. All right. So number 15, this is the master list. We've we had uh, four participants. It would have been five. Rest in peace to Headley. But um, but uh, when we did our, our all-time fantasy basketball draft, so the participants of that have put together each list including myself. So it's combined on average of, of uh, where these guys are going to land. So we may agree with some, we may not agree with some. But uh, number 15, we got the San Antonio Spurs. 100% agree. Okay. So a- after declaring the team was in Tank City mode during the summer by, by trading De- DeJounte Murray for, for Atlanta's three first-round picks, and then when Pop basically told everybody not to expect yep. the Spurs to win a ring this year, <laughs> if, if the Spurs don't get any of the first two picks in this draft does pops call it a career <laughs> you know what no i thought he would have called it a career like two years ago mm-hmm. so he he seems like he's a lifer he seems like he's going to be in it for the long haul he's in it for the for the rebuild and um yeah he seems like he's mentally prepared for the next two three years I, it doesn't seem like he's going to retire anytime soon nor has he given any inkling that he he plans to so yeah he's in it for the long haul which is surprisingly because he's up there with mm-hmm. age now right he's yeah, got to be 70s. Appro- 70s approaching is he in the 70s oh yeah like, 70s so he don't want to go home either like brady nobody well, <laughs> these dudes want to go home man. well well remember too with him right like unfortunately remember a few years ago was his oh yeah his wife passed away 100 yeah. percent. so you know this, this this even proves why he wants to stay then so this is his life right yeah. so his kids are grown, probably, and oh, whatnot. Yeah. So. Has to be grandkids, all that, right? Probably great yeah. grandkids at this point. But with him, it's as you said, not just a lifer, but it's his life's work at this point, right? Yeah. Like, he's, but, he's, so I, I still stand corrected. He still don't want to go home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wife or no wife, he don't want to go home. So yeah, this seems to be his life going forward. But but I mean, at the end of the day, like nothing's worse than than being in the middle or or mediocre as a franchise, right? And. And yeah. for them, you gotta think about it. After not being there, like, like being at the bottom for, I want to say twenty six years, but really in like th- almost thirty four years, because when they drafted David Robinson, they they stunk those two years before, those few mm-hmm. years before they finally got him to come on the, on the roster. They had that one year in nineteen ninety six ninety seven where Robinson hurt his back, and then they tanked, and then they got Tim Duncan, and that set yeah. off the next twenty something years of 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 greatness, dominance, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so basically, so if you, so whether you want to call it eighty-seven or or ninety-seven, <laughs> whichever way you want to call it, they finally hit rock bottom. And honestly, pops looks like he loves it. Yeah, like listen, listen, like honestly, as you just mentioned, his history, he's been there, done that for everything, rings, whatever. So you know, I, you know, I don't think there's much else motivation for him at this stage of the game in his career, too, right? Yeah. So. Every day he probably takes in every day as as it was yesterday and just you know punch in punch out you know so yeah. get and getting paid right and, so and then on top of that too like I thought they were really smart for trading the Murray when you think about it for three first rounders because his contract's coming up in two years right so why sign him to like some sort of a max or his his version of a max. If your team is still going to be mediocre, because you know San, yeah. San Antonio, 
the franchise is strong, but the city doesn't attract free agents. I mean, neither did the team, really, right? Yeah. Like, throughout the, you, you this know, whole time. So. Yeah, I think they, they learned from that, um, the Rosen trade, like when they had Kawhi, um, they they were in the middle. Of, they they went. They wanted to be like a middle of the pack team, or well, not wanted to be, but they thought they could be a playoff team. Yeah. And I think they learned that getting one. I think they got like only one first round pick for one pick and Demar, yeah. um, for Kawhi, right? So after that, I think they realized, okay, this ain't the way to go. You know, we're gonna get picks, future picks, considerations, all that stuff, and build for the future. And that's what they're doing now. Ever since that trade. Yeah, I'm meaning like they traded Dewan, uh Murray out now. Like, there's no point. There's absolutely no point. You're yeah. not going to start from ground from ground zero and build like how the Nets have done it and other teams like that that's been in the same situation. Yeah, build it back up, build it back up. Yeah. And, and reckless speculation tells me that the NBA is going to bless the Spurs with one of these first two picks. I- I'll be stunned if they don't land Victor or Scoot after all. Yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll yeah. be shocked. I'll be, I'll but be. you don't. Yeah, the, well, the lottery balls—you never know with that. So it's true. Because uh, you just don't know. Because even because so. even not to cut you, but even the worst case scenario now, you're still. I think you have like a fourteen percent chance. I think like the top three mm-hmm. teams all have the same chance. All like back in the day where like the worst team had like the best odds. The, mm-hmm. the top three teams exactly have yes the same exactly. odds. Right, so, so you yeah. just never know. You never know. You're right, but I just I feel like conspiracy theory tells me that they're they're gonna get one of those first two picks. They're getting Scooter Victor. So. I like those small market teams. Like even though they they've won a lot, they won a lot in their history. Mm-hmm. I still like to see small market teams. That, you know those cities where UFAs don't want to go to get that first round pick. That you know that most coveted. Yeah. player type pick. So I don't mind it and if it, they do get it. And and, and, they, and, and know, I love pop. And I love pop for sure. I love, no, and on top of that too, like they they know how to deal with foreigners, right? Like <laughs> European yeah. players and stuff. Like so, Victor exactly. landing on that franchise, Wembenyama landing on that on their lap, like they'll they have no problems being able to deal with it. On top of the talent, they you know they have a history of dealing with Europeans, and lots of them have come play for that franchise and done really well. You know, I like to think you're like ten percent better when you leave that that organization. Like, well, depending yeah. on the type of player you are, if you're a role player, you leave about ten percent better. So. Yeah. But but last thing I want to think before we move on though, shout shout out to Josh Primo because he's so very young. I think he was the youngest mm-hmm. player in the NBA last year, and he's only nineteen. Mm-hmm. But that guy's got some real talent, man. Like if you if you yeah. this year, I think you just concentrate on him making playing the full season with the varsity squad, him and Keldon Johnson, who I really like. And at the end of the day, I'm with you. I like I, I love Pops. Like I think Pops is gonna have this team playing hard and smart. He's never gonna cheat the game with his play. But it, but if, you can even do this too. If you look at the roster, nobody's ever going to question their integrity because they're just not good <laughs> enough, man. Plain and simple, they're not. Good, they're not good enough. Like Jakob Poto and Doug McDermott is going to be among their most important players on their on the roster. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, ya- Jakob for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, that team that team isn't going anywhere. Nope. Anywhere soon? Anytime anywhere soon? Nope. Number fourteen, we got. Hold on, hold on. Do you oh, want me to so, give you a oh my pick? God! Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yo, I, 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 I gotta give forgot. the, I gotta give the listeners somebody to grab. I, I, I almost forgot. I, I, I put out the rules and then I forgot it like five minutes in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not gonna go with like Jakob is gonna be the best fantasy player, but you know you normally want me to say like who's that sleeper player that can kind of like put up some fantasy mm. points for you or fill those those categories. Uh, and I like Devin Vassell uh, this Devin year. Vassell. Too. Like I think he's. I think anybody that starts on this team is going to be like a volume shooter, 
And I think he's going to um, project to be uh, the starting two guard, I assume, I think, maybe. I think so. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think so, right? He might be the two guard, yeah. Or, yeah. So and he might play some point, too, a little bit, right? But So, anyhow, if anybody's looking for a player that, that's there late, late, in the late rounds, I'll, I will pick up Devin Vassell for sure. God damn, who, who's their point guard? It's Trey Jones. <laughs> Trey oh Jones. Good Lord. Uh, I think so. I Oof. believe so. It has to be. It has Oof. to be. Anybody on that team could be a sleeper, to be honest. Anybody that starts on the team probably won't be drafted in the first couple of rounds, except for maybe Pirtle might be, but other than, not not even Pirtle because he doesn't shoot the free throw well. But, yeah, anybody on that team that starts might put up some some numbers. But All agreed. Agreed. Yeah. All right, so let's let's get back to the number fourteen team, um, yep. which which is the Utah Jazz. Now, is Danny Ainge in heaven right now? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he sees this like whole Boston scenario um, playing out in Utah now, right? Like it's mm-hmm. just like tanking and getting his draft picks, and and this team isn't going. This team might be, you know, it, if if they finish last, I wouldn't be surprised either, right? Um, but, um, yeah, I think if it plays out, he'll get a first-round pick. Too. I mean, he might get the first overall pick as well, right? Absolutely. In those, what do you say, three teams get that same percentage? He, yeah. This team for sure would be in the same in that group, for sure. There's nobody on this team. They traded everybody. I think, like, you got guys like Markinen and Olenek starting, I think. So. I know. And he loves Olenek, too. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. He loves Olenek, man. But um, but but then I I think like well first of all like I agree with you I think he's I think he's he's happy as shit because as much as he loves to win I think I think he gets off I I literally th- like I, th- I believe he gets off almost like like a like a Pornhub addict on just stacking assets and just rebuilding more than anybody else because yeah. this this summer alone he 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 secured seven first round picks through twenty twenty nine and six pick swaps. Just by moving wow. the two best players, like this guy could not be happier. He, he, he honestly, with those two trades, especially with Gobert, he changed the market. He, he you know what? He changed the market so. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Extremely. Yeah, agree. So, like, he yeah. tilted it so bad that it, like, no one's following that market no more. <laughs> like, like every team wants that that Gobert type um, package, but they they can't get it. They can't. Like, that's get it. how bad he tilted the market. He skewed it to the point where it was like. Like teams are asking for that same package, and they're like, "Hell no," you know. Yeah. So he 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 did well. Like he does what he does well. I'll give him that. Like he's a great. Like he he rebuilt Boston to what it was. Yeah. Right? To be honest with you, right? and with draft picks in, he's doing it again. And and Sean Marks must be pissed to this day at at Ames <sighs> because yo like they I mean the the whole Durant thing like that changed the market. Like honestly, any yeah. any top five player, I don't think. It's gonna be really hard to get them traded at this point because the what you yeah. ask back for it is gonna be it has to be more than what they got for Gobert, yeah. it's, and it's impossible. And it, There's no team that's gonna be able to do that. It's impossible. Yeah, I, I it, it was way too much for Gobert, way too much. Yeah, so, but I understand why many would do that. But we'll come back to many. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, for 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 sure. And 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 the thing is too, again, like if he gets one of the first two picks in this draft, like nobody's laughing harder than this guy, like. Mm-hmm. You you think about all the rebuilds, right? Like he's never as is being in the front office. He's never landed the number one overall pick, and all his years of being in the front office. So this this is actually technically his third rebuild because he had two with Boston, and he's got one here, right? Uh, so so can this year be the year where he gets at least the number one pick? 
So I, I guess mm-hmm. we'll see. I, I, I think to me, the other steal in his master plan is Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He's been off for a year. He look, he struggled in preseason, but that was expected, right? Because mm-hmm. he didn't really play for a good um, chunk of the year last year. But you know, it's hard to have key players when you're in a rebuild. Like similar to San Antonio, you can have a young guy, but it's all about timing, right? Like having guys all gel and grow together. So yeah, he might be. He, no, I, I like him, but I don't know if he's like a core piece that you can build for the future around personally oh you, you know what I, I don't think you understand what i say when i when i mean that when i want to say that about sexton <laughs> okay. I, i'm saying that because i think sexton is is perfect in his master plan because when you look at Colin <laughs> sexton <laughs> sexton right is is a, is a player that like no one is gonna look better and play harder especially dropping stats and have it not equate to any wins like, that's okay. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm glad player. you said that. Yeah. Yeah. He's I was trying to be player. nice. I was being nice to your comment. Oh, I was like, yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't being he's, nice. He's good. Yeah, I like him, but I don't know if he's a, somebody you want to build around. No, so you're, not, you're, not, to be you're, nice. you're not gonna. You're not gonna build around. Look at Cleveland. Like at the moment he left, the moment he got hurt. I mean, it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate, but they blossomed. Yeah. They blossomed. Yeah, the yeah. moment he left, he blossomed. They blossomed. Garland had yeah, Garland had time to, to do his thing. Yeah, he became an all star. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? The, the sad thing is, Sexton is a great player. Like, uh, like I would say great. Like I would say great. Like, he can score. Um, he's a great on defense, but mm-hmm. it's just not conducive to winning. I, it's not like I don't know. He doesn't make other players better. He does not like, at all. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense, but yeah, I just don't find him to be that guy. That, he, he he doesn't uh, pass. Like sometimes, no, sometimes his IQ no. gets questioned. Like, I, like I mean, you you've heard throughout the past with, with Cap, like his teammates on the Cavs, like they've they've been pissed off yeah, a lot of times, right? Yeah, because yeah. the way he plays, tunnel vision, yeah, fast, tunnel vision, yeah, um, scoring type, right? And when you're a PG, you can't. Those are great traits to have, but not as a point guard. You can't have tunnel vision. You can't be too fast for the other players to follow, right? So. Yeah, and you got to make players better, man. Yeah. But anyhow, and so, you can't be a scoring. Like, honestly, it's hard. you cannot be a scoring point guard. If you're going to be a scoring man. point guard, you're going to have to move to the two. And that's somebody else, like, bring uh, up the ball. So so as long as he can be healthy, he's going to piss more teammates off in Utah this year. It's, it's happening. It's 100% <laughs> happening. All part of Age's master plan. Oh, of course. That's what I said. This, this, this is the, this is the master. This is the master selection. The, like he was probably like, you gotta throw sex in this trade. They're like, what? <laughs> really? Okay, <laughs> take him. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's and, and hilarious. The the only only person I feel sorry for before we move on. The only person I feel sorry for in all this, and it's funny that we're not even talking about anybody else on Utah. I think marketing f- perfectly fits their demographic, though. I'll say that. Yeah, 100%. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but I feel like Mike Conley's the only one I feel sorry for because I know he wants to win, and and, yeah. they, and he may still get moved during the season you know, before the trade deadline because I think, I think the days of him being a starting point guard are over, but I, I, don't, think that's a, I don't think that's a bad thing because I think on the right contender, he would be an incredible point guard or a six-man coming off the bench. Yeah. No, he got his money though. You know, yeah. like I understand what you're saying in terms of wins and winning chips and whatnot, but he, he got he got paid, man. He got his money. He's at the end of his career now. Yeah, like you do want him to be in a winning situation. He might request a trade, right? To be yeah, out. It's, and, pro- it's probably it's probably. And happening. I'm sure that they're probably working on a trade, but it's going to be hard to move him with Salary. that contract. Yeah, right? that contract yeah, right? is big. 
Okay, so my sleeper, not sleeper, but you know, my fantasy guy, like there's no, again, it's almost similar to like the Spurs. Anybody that gets minutes should put up some numbers and put up some shots. But uh, <laughs> to be honest, it's either going to be marketing. Like he might be the only guy that might even, re- like he's not even a rebounded defensive guy, but he might put up some rebounds and get you like 14, 16 points a game. So if you're looking at anybody on this team, uh, I'm suggesting marketing. Like he'll have the green light. At all times, shit. shit they really shit. have no go-to guys. I don't think no, no go-to scorers. Like, like who oh, will take the ball and score? Oh, oh so Sex is getting twenty-five. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna fist, he's gonna fist fight Jordan Clarkson. I'm telling you that right now. They are gonna go <laughs> at it. They are gonna go yeah. at it at at a certain point of the year. I'm, and I'm sure he's trying to get moved too, um, uh, Clarkson, unless yeah, he wants to yeah. score and, and put up stats, which I mean may not be a bad thing either, but. I, I, I think either one of the two. But shit, even even Olenek might put up stats, man. We don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I'm telling you, right? Like, all, all you need is minutes in this league, right? So That's it. And when you're on a bad team with minutes, you can do whatever you want. Number 13, we got the Houston Rockets. We, we got mm-hmm. a bunch of teams in this rebuild youth movement direction, and, and Houston's definitely one of, those, one of those squads. But looking at their talent, how many years do you think we can start taking them seriously for, like, even, like, as a playing contender? <sighs> How many more years from now? I think you got at least so, – you know, it's always hard to tell because, you know, there's so many moving pieces. But if I'm looking at the squad, they got at least another three to five years, especially in the West. Um, I just think they're too young. Yeah. And the players that are you – know, like, if you're young, it doesn't mean that you're not ready. I just think with the mentality of the young players that they have makes them too young. Yeah. And that's why I think they had to get like let go of like Christian Wood. Like he was just toxic too from what it <laughs> what it appears to these young guys. Mm-hmm. And when you have like I'm not saying like I don't know any of these guys like Green or Porter off the court, but when you got guys that who seem like knuckleheads, you gotta surround these guys with vets, like vets. respected veterans, like you, like like the Oakleys, or like you know from our heyday, the kind of guys like that. I don't mean like the Eric Gordons. He's not like a respected vet, like those guys. Like he's not it. So I think if they can mentally grow and learn the game and learn to win and learn to be a leader, you know, then this, they can probably be a playing team sooner. But right now five years three to five years but i'm leaning more to the five years man you wouldn't say eric gordon's a, a respected vet he, at, on, no. on this team absolutely he is at this point he's got these by no. far the longest tenure on this team no i'm not saying he's not a vet i said a respected vet oh that's what i say you don't the think he's a, you don't think he's a respected vet? no no <laughs> no i think he is a, like a, a knucklehead that's grown into a like vet? he's not a, like a, a veteran player, like a respect, like yeah, I don't think like wow. you know what I'm saying. Wow, like, you think he's a knucklehead, eh? Okay. Yeah, like you know, well, I'm a, like everything is just assumptions, right? But mm. when I see how players' facial reactions on plays and hold, he he, he held out for a bit for a contract. Like that doesn't mean you're a thing. But I just 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 the way his style of play is, and just the way his demeanor is. It doesn't seem like a leader in my eyes. Mm. No, 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 no. Like a leader is somebody that talks to players, you know, talks to uh, like on and off the court. I'm not. I see again. It's hard to know these things, but on the court, he doesn't. He doesn't lead huddles. He doesn't, you know, lead players. He doesn't talk to players from what I see. Right. So no, I don't think so. Like especially when I'm comparing him to other respected vets in the league. 
So no, yeah, because no, he's look, a veteran. He's a veteran, but he ain't like no, you know, just Paul or yeah. Because when, when you look when you look on their roster, like really and truly, the only the only other respectable vet they got is like it's like Boban and Willie Cauley Stein. That's it. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like this this team to your point, this team is super young. Like they don't have they basically don't have any vets outside of Eric Gordon. You know what so, I mean? Yeah, and, and that's where I think these little things like these GMs fuck up on. Like you gotta surround these guys. Like how to be a pro. And like once yeah. you're a pro, that is just gonna elevate your game, like on and off the court yeah. and you can't. That's what I'm telling you. Like I think last year, remember? Do you remember last year? Like some of these players won't come off the bench when the coach was calling them on. Some oh, yeah. players were like suspended. Like you know, remember well, Wood well, Porter, and Porter, Porter got into a fight. Remember that yeah, after, like, you know, after the club, and he's had issues yeah. himself prior to um, yeah. Houston. So I I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what goes on in some of these GMs' minds. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like you, I don't know. But like, this is not how you build a franchise. And then it's just unfortunate the players that they got in. These guys are, are chuckers. Like like Green. Like like I love Green. Like his talent. Right? He can fly. He can score. But these guys are like guys like who do put up like thirty shots a game and score thirty points with two assists and two rebounds. You know. So I, I have a tough time liking these type of players and building um, franchises around these type of players personally yeah but if you're gonna have these type of players you're gonna have to have veterans man yeah they they Around they, they, they got it it's gonna be at least three years before they start sniffing anything called the play-in because yeah. unless, unless of course they draft webinyama or some other can't miss talent like they they got some great they got some good foundational pieces i think jalen green is is, is, a, yes. is a great foundational piece i don't know if he's like a franchise face of the franchise he's promoted as that i don't know if he's there yet but he's got a lot of talent though got a lot of talent Listen, he does but again like you can't have a point guard like kevin porter next to him with him on yeah. the backcourt you well, can't they're, do that they're kind of both point guards so it's not gonna work he, he can't he can't distribute he can't he's not a pass first guard either you, know. you know again i go back to like being able to have the right rookie like fred van vliet like you know he's an older rookie but you know he was more mature Pass mm -hmm. first, team player, you know, had more of that court aware, um, awareness, all those kind of things. Like these guys, Porter Green and those type of players, they don't have those intangibles. Yeah. So like that backcourt ain't going anywhere soon. And and it's funny. Anywhere soon. And it's funny because I was a huge fan of uh, uh, Banchero, right, from coming out of Duke. Mm -hmm. I was yep. praying that he didn't go to Houston. Cause yeah. I was and, and I was like, so I feel sorry for. I should say I feel sorry, but I, I feel like Jabari Smith is probably a better fit for them anyway. But mm -hmm. but I, but and and just because I don't think he's he was as ready as Paulo to to come in the league right now. So I think it's gonna take him a year or two to get it right right away. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. Which yeah. is fine. But is this he's gonna come into a team with no vets really showing showing them the way to go and how to and and before play. and before you get to your 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 sleeper like. Mm -hmm. As a fan, if you're Houston, man, like you got you had seven, eight years of the Harden era. They 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 totally bastardized the game with dunks and threes. They came really close to winning a title, especially in 2018, I would say. But mm -hmm. if if you're a fan, you gotta wait years again before you're even relevant, man. That's that's a tough deal, man. I, I'd be lying. It's a tough deal. Trust me, I'm a Knicks fan. We had some lean years too, but my God, it's it's a, that's a tough deal, bro. 
Yeah, it, it ain't easy to to win a championship, right? Obviously, and I know what you're saying. You get that close, and now to fall this far back from being that close, it's, it's a tough pill to oh, swallow. It's a, it's but a tough pill. You got to start scratch. You got to start from 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 ground zero. And they got a great dra- draft pick, Jalen Green. So they are yeah. starting. And Jabari we'll Smith. See how it goes. And Jabari Smith. Yeah, and Jabari well. Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see how he does. And who's your sleeper? You know, I, I what, what's the center man? Uh, I can't. I don't know how to pronounce it. Alperin was Sungan. I don't. Mm, whatever. Yes, yes, yes. I think now that Wood is gone, like he can, he has free reign to do what he wants. He'll get the minutes. He'll rebound. And I actually like him, like his talent, and I actually like his game. I like his mind space. Like he was always, like he didn't back down from anybody as a rookie last year. I like mm. his size. I think he's going to put up fantasy numbers. Like, I mean, like, le- like legitimate, like, top 10. Oh, like, well, like, not top like, 10. Center, center numbers. Like, like yeah. 15, 16, 10 boards, 11 yeah, boards. I do. Yeah, I can see I that, do. too. I do, 100%. And this is why they let Wood go, right? Like, I think they see it, too. Um, he just needed that um, that that green light and that, that, that uh, support to say, listen, this is not your team, but like, this is all you up front, as as a big man on the squad, he's the only probably true big man to be honest. Yeah, well, it's him, Stein, and and Bullman, But I mean, you're, you're not well, expecting Bullman, you're not yeah. big expecting Bullman or Stein to play like heavy nah, minutes. So, no, Bullman is not playing no minutes, guy. I like Bullman, but you he's, know he's gonna play on this team for a little bit, a little bit. <sighs> if they want to tank, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, number, they winning. Number twelve, we got um, we got the OKC Thunder. For the fact yep. that this team lost Chet Holgrim for the season, especially with, um, and I can't pronounce his name right now. I'm gonna Alex Alexei. Is it Alexei? Oh, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We'll just yeah, say yeah, Alexei. Yeah. Alexei. Yeah. So, so with Alexei, uh, well, Pogu. We, we'll, we'll just call him Pogu. Especially oh, the fact Pogu. that they already have Pogu on the team. Should this team really be tanking for Victor? Uh, yeah, 100. percent 100. Again, they ain't winning anything. The Western Conference is like, yeah, you you're either going for the chip or you're not i think it's like you know unless you're like a team at minnesota who wants to get into the playoffs right but you you're tanking especially if you're losing chet it could be like almost like uh oh it won't be like uh, a tim duncan um david robinson type thing like with, with robinson going down and coming mm-hmm. back because this, this team was never good in the first place right but if you're going to lose a player all year your first round pick you might as well tank and Shay um, Gilgus Alexander's hurt. Like he's always been off and on with injuries in his early career. And he's already hurt now, right? So, is, is, is but it, I'll get I'll get to SGA in a moment. But like mm-hmm. to, the reason why I asked this question is because not only do you have Holgrim, who's already kind of like a Victor. I know he's not as good, but he's kind of like a Victor. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they got Pogo at seventy at, at seven feet, who does the same thing as both of them. Like I, mm-hmm. I get it. When your team sucks, it's all about drafting the best talent available. But yeah. my question is the same talent? Like, does that make sense? Like even even yeah. when Houston did yeah. the twin towers thing back in the day and they drafted Ralph Sampson and Hakeem in back to back drafts, at least they played a different style. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like I feel like if they go if say they land the first the, the, the number one overall pick, do they draft him and just go full Frankenstein mode and just play all of them together and have like Basley yeah. play the two and you know you know why I say yeah? Because these are not like three, like Shaquille O'Neal's. These guys are three seven footers that can put the ball on the floor, like not like a point guard type mm-hmm. game, but like good, like they have good ball handling skills for a seven footer. 
So they can, they're very versatile. Not, you know, I'm not going to say Scottie Pippen type, like, but like they are able to hit the three. They're able to rebound. They're able to run the floor. So these type of bigs, you know, Raptors kind of do the same thing, right? You know, they got like six, nine, six, nine players, like one through five, right? So once, if they're that versatile and they are smart players, I don't know. That's the key thing, right? That's the thing. You don't know about these players. If they're smart players, you can run three seven-footers. I think you can. Because this game, this game nowadays, these seven-footers are running. They are shooting. Mm-hmm. They're crossing over, looking for, you know, like reels, like Instagram reels and highlight reels. And you yeah. should see these high school kids. So, yeah, I think they're, they can do it. They're playing in transition. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, 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 yeah, they, they can go Frankenstein mode. And then you still have SGA that's like 6'6". Six, six. You have – if they put Baisley at the two, Baisley's about 6'9 himself. Like that – that could be crazy, but it's just, it, are they going to be smart with it? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I know I know. Yeah. sometimes you'd watch. I used to, <laughs> I had a pleasure watching SGA's face every time Baisley would screw up. And it would be hilarious because you could see <laughs> he wanted to throw something at him every time he and Baisley would have like a, like, a, like a bonehead moment on the floor. It'd be hilarious <laughs> to me. He always had that face. Like his face just would be like, oh, my God. Like, this, this mother, again? Hey man, his his squad was like everybody on that squad. You might be looking at like that though. To be honest, with, last year especially too, mm-hmm. like there was nobody really there that could um, help him, you yeah. know, win games. Really, like there was a lot of role players and guys that were still developing into their games, but there was nobody ready to. Is, is it you know? is it is it time to free SGA? Because <laughs> uh, you mean free him out from the city or like yeah? Because I'm like up, I, I know he says he wants to stay in OKC and and you know I know he's recently said he has no plans of wanting to be out. He wants to be there. But say they get the number two overall pick and they draft Scoot Scoot Henderson. Can you think like mm-hmm. somebody like the Raptors can swoop in and get SGA to come back home? Does he say no? No, like it's not what he wants to do. Right? It's an organization, right? right? But in terms of um, if with OKC deal, Shay, I think so. They have like they have like it's again it's all about timing in my eyes and having the the right players at the right age um, growing together, and he's young. Don't get me wrong, but they have a shitload of draft picks too on top of that yeah. assets and stuff yep. like that. So they can trade these assets for players and whatever, whatever. So if the right trade comes along, they have Josh Giddy too, right? Don't forget, I right? Know. So he's like a six similar. He's like six. I want to say five four point guard kind yeah. of thing, right? So. They have two players that you. He's as at you least just six mentioned. six. I think he's at least six right? six. Okay, so. I wanted to say that too. Yeah, so six six. So he's a point guard in himself too. And he's so, not, and he's it, nice. He's like legit. Yeah, nice. and yeah. those are like I would rather him than Kevin Porter. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. guys that can distribute, um, you know, see the floor, um, you know, make players want to play with him. You know, so um, yeah, I think SGA can be traded, but they have a, somebody that can bring up the ball and do everything that. Not that SG, SGA can do, but very close to it. And and I lied. Sorry. Um, with Giddy, Giddy six eight. Really? Yeah. So there you go. Like like, come on now. Like, like he as a point guard, right? Jesus Christ. So <laughs> they they wouldn't mind building around that. Like if they see what they if it, it all depends on how well how much he um grows this year, right? So, mm. but even last year he was a stud for a rookie, right? So. Uh, I, I I expect nothing more than him continuing this growth this year. Yeah, and, and before you get to your sleeper, I got to give a shout-out to Lou Dort. He finally secured that bag, got a five-year yeah. $82 million. I'm so happy for this guy. <laughs> he he literally went through the grinder to get this money. 
but, uh, but, but but given what he's doing in the league right now and his value, and and, and to think with that TV contract coming up in two years, is he underpaid? Because I think he might be. Yeah, well, you know, um, like right now, he's not underpaid, but like. I don't know. It, it, like they're paying him based off a projection of what he has been able to do. But he, right now, he's still more of a role player, right? So he's a defensive stopper. Can score and, a little um, bit now. Yeah, he could do a little bit of of a lot of things. Yeah, he, his 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 J is getting better. His jumper is getting a lot better. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. He could be underpaid, but I can tell you this much: he's definitely earned that contract. Oh, 100 so percent. There's no arguing there. Like if he's overpaid. But um, that's so he definitely earned that contract. But um, if he's is he can he potentially be underpaid? Yeah, I think so too. Right? Yeah, I, I, he just I needed think... time. He was he was all, always a highly touted player, like in in high school and oh for sure. Um, and with Arizona State, like wherever, like in NCAA, he was always highly touted. He just went undrafted because I think he was more of a tweener kind of thing, right? And then and then and um, then he kind of tailed off in the second half of the season. I don't think he had a good. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. So he was touted. So this shouldn't be a surprise to a lot of people, but um, yeah. But yeah, I would love a new door on my team. Oh 100%. my god! I, and and again, like we're we're saying this like eighty two million dollars is, is not a lot of money, but it's he's on average getting paid just over sixteen mil a year compared to what grow mm-hmm. players are getting now. Like I think he might be underpaid now. So like yeah. I said, I, I, so I think, but just considering what he can do at his at, like his body frame and size, about his, I think he's about six three, but he's got a man's body. Like he always had yeah. that body from high school, right? So mm-hmm. like I think I think he's. I think where his value's at, like, again, to your point, I know you're a Raptors guy. Like, you would love to have him here. Holy yeah, shit. So, yeah. You know, you're getting to know what type of players I like. Like, you know, I don't care about you scoring 30, 40 a game. Man. I just want to see you do the intangibles and make everybody better and everybody wants to win. It's yeah. so important to me. Who's your sleeper? Uh, You know, I was. it may not be a sleeper, but I like Giddy. Like, I do like Giddy. Um, with Shea being out, I see him using that time to further develop his game. I don't know how long SGA is going to be out for, but I see him just flourishing, Giddy. And I see him filling in all the box scores. Um, he's a guy that I think is going to do very well fantasy-wise this year. Yeah, our 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 um our fantasy our league and our in our chat group that's dominated by our chat group is uh is, our draft is tomorrow. I'm this tomorrow this, ep- this episode will be out on Monday, so <laughs> so, good, so nobody good. will hear about this by the time we land. This, this is great. I, I'm hoping nobody kept giddy. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. I hope nobody yeah. kept him because I'm I'm angling for him. I'll say that right now. I'm angling for him. Yeah, we'll find out the keepers for those I don't know. We we are in a kind of a keeper yeah. league, and they have to. Um, you got to submit your keepers in by today, I think. Or, yeah, I think it was our last yeah, night. So, so, it's, so yeah, we'll see the players available tomorrow. All right, so number eleven, we got the Sacramento Kings. Um, every year is similar to Orlando in the East. We we stay getting these jokes off on this team. Can we finally stop keying about this squad and, and start to take them a little bit seriously? Yes. I would say yes. Like, I don't, I, th- I like what they've done. Um, well, you know, it's questionable. Like, people question the trade they made for Sabonis. Um, but I, I, I feel, as, you know, as we talked about earlier, they had De'Aaron Fox. Who they had? They had um, Halliburton, right? The Tyrese, yeah. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> they, tra- they, traded, so they, had, well, they traded him for, for Sabonis. For Sabonis. So their backcourt was pretty, you know, pretty strong, right? Mm-hmm. And to, 
Uh, they had, you know, Fox and Mitchell's nice. I like Mitchell. Yeah, Davion Mitchell. And um, I think if you want something, you got to give up something. And personally, I might have traded Fox for, mm-hmm. like, a Sabonis type player, but that's just me. I don't like, I, again, this, you already, again, you know what I'm saying. I don't like my score first point guards. I do not like them. I, I like them fantasy wise. No, not even fantasy, actually. I'd rather see somebody fill up the box score. But I think with Sabonis now, I love Keegan Murray. Love it. Mm-hmm. He's looking love like it. he can they go. got a, yeah. another big, you know, and um, I think they are, they made finally a, a proper draft pick. And this is why they've been struggling because they keep drafting dismal players that don't pan out, right? So, I do think Keegan Murray is finally a hit. They finally they yeah. finally got one right. Yeah, he's, he's he's looking like he can go. Like he's looking real nice yep. so far. Just to start off, the I didn't see him in college, but the summer league and the preseason, I'm like, okay, they they finally got it right. And when we say he got yeah. it right, because they're always drafting almost the same players all the time. Like they had Fox. Mm-hmm. Why the hell would you draft Halliburton? But Halliburton ended up being an asset for them to get Sabonis. I, I think that Sabonis trade, they they need everything about Sabonis. His skill set, his toughness, you know what Man. I mean? Like They need everything from him. So they, they picked up some pretty decent talent in the last couple of years. You know, now they picked up Kevin Herter. They got Malik Monk to go with what they got. At least at least there's something now. Uh, to, yeah, I guess. So. Yeah, those guys ain't really saying But you know much, what I'm saying? But, like it's, it's a better bench now as, as to what it was before. At least they got yeah. they got something, you know what I mean, to put together at least. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they, yeah, they do. They do. I, I just like Sabonis because, like, like, the way he plays, the ball can go through him and he can distribute yeah. kind of thing. Like, and like, cause the way Fox plays, again, a mile, a mile a minute, right? Like he's just so fast and so good at scoring. It's like others can't really get into the plays and and, and get their get into their positions from what it seems like. Yeah. Because there's no reason why you have a, such a talented player like a Fox and it's still struggling. But you can see it's like it's the chemistry. Right? It's hard to gel with these type of point guards. I'm telling you. And then um. So I think if they play in a certain way where the ball goes through Sabonis' hands at like 60, 70% of the time and let him like draw a double team and distribute and I think they'll, they'll be, they, they won't obviously contend for a playoff spot, but they are on the right path if they do this. How many years is it going to take for them to put it all together though? Because they, they have, they've had the longest playoff drought of, of um, definitely in the NBA for sure. <laughs> It, it, I don't know if it's, a, it's the longest for professional sports, but if it's, it's not, laughable. they're really in the top five. Like, think think about this. The last time they made the playoffs was 2006. Think, think about I, 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 I want to read this. I just want to make sure you understand this, Julie, how long this was. 2006. T.I. was the king of the South. <laughs> right? You, you remember owning a ring a ringtone back then was everything. People were buying <laughs> ringtones back then for the cell phone. Um, we, Those jokes. Back then, we we were still in the prime of clubbing. We were still doing. Mm. We were all doing the Tony Yayo dance, right? <laughs> yeah. Facebook wasn't uh, even created yet. Really? Yo, Holy cow! You, you don't remember the, the the social plug back then was high five. Yeah, I remember high fives. Right? Yeah. O- o- Obama wasn't even president yet. Yeah. Julian, he, you he's, weren't he's, even married yet. You weren't even married nope. yet when they nope. made the playoffs and. And yeah. and to make it personal for myself, I was still dating my crazy ass girlfriend at the time. <laughs> this, this is how. Which this is, is not how, your wife. Which is not your wife. Just let everybody know. No, no, <laughs> that's what I said. Ex girlfriend, ex girlfriend, ex girlfriend, not ex girlfriend for life. Ex girlfriend for a reason. 
<laughs> but but that's to tell you, like that that is a long that is a long ass time, bro. That's a long ass time, man. And it's so, embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It has to be like as a fan base, like how do you, like I don't know how they can treat their like put their fans in into this like long haul of the, of, the, of a drought to make it to the playoffs. And there's no excuses. Like I, I don't know how many GMs has been through that organization since then. To be honest, oh, it'd be it'd be a uh, yeah, it'd be this, good to know. It sh- this should be like a thirty for thirty on them. To be honest with you, like, I'll, I'll... <laughs> yeah, because this drought is, and they're not making the playoffs anytime soon either. To no. be honest with you, because the West is always so dominant. Hey, I'll give them this: they are the small city uh, franchise, small town, right? So mm-hmm. it's always going to be hard to get um, free agents, UFAs, and all that stuff. But you know, it's you got to go through the draft, you know, and you can just look at Toronto; they they, they were able to do it. I know. Um, you just gotta go through the draft and draft properly, and that's where they've gone wrong. You know how they rebuild? They never rebuild it, really. But you know? but but the so. thing is, they got it right. But then they got rid of they got rid of Halliburton. I mean, they got it for a reason. They got. I mean, they, they only got, got it right bonus. last year. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they had the second pick in the, in the lottery, and they picked Davion Mitchell, which is another point guard. You're like, why? Why are you guys doing yeah. this? Are you guys dumb? Yeah. You know yeah, they just. They need a whole new scouting team. They like, but they got it right. They got it right with Keegan Murray. I'll be official. I'll say officially on here. Like they got it right. You can come back and play this again. I think he's going to be a stud. <laughs> with that said, who's your sleeper for this for this squad? I like Keegan Murray. I'm going to go with the rookie. Okay. Like in terms of sleeper, right? Again, I just make sure everybody understands. I'm not looking at the best fantasy player on each squad. I'm looking at somebody that will surprise you, that will put up numbers and and like fill, fill some stat sheets for you. And I think Keegan Murray will have a lot of time. He might be in – I think he'll contend for Rookie of the Year with Paulo. Um, so oh, for sure. I think they're going to yeah. – right? And they are going to want their fan base to have something to hang their hats on, and they're going to give him the minutes. What's the coach? What is it? Woodson? Woodson? Who, Mike Brown. Yeah, I think it's Woodson. Mike Brown. Mike Brown. What am I saying? Yeah. Brown's there, and he has nothing he, – He's his job is just to develop this, this team and, and youngsters, so – I think he'll get all the run, Murray, and he'll put up some numbers for you. And and let's hope he gets a chance because as, as much as you're talking about, I'm talking about Brown now. Because as much as you were talking about, <laughs> they, they keep rotating uh, like general managers. They keep rotating coaches in the same fashion. I know. And I he know. and 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 Mike Brown took his time going back to being a head coach. Like he he could have left and been la- like last year, two years ago, but being at Golden State. But he was like he just even after even after they did well, he was like, nope, I'm still gonna stay here. So to to the leave and then go up up the coast or up up the you know up the coast to go to Sacramento, you you like you hope he gets like a, a fair shot. He's not like you know like within a year or two he's he's back on somebody's bench again or he's he's out of a job. Like I I don't want to see that for him. Yeah yeah you know well at this like I don't know what like he he has a coaching job which is it's very difficult to get. He's in a non pressure situation now. Um, he knows what he's getting himself into. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a few rings in Golden State. Made a lot of connections. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, he's. I'm not concerned about his status. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm just saying that because they rotate coaches in the same fashion. So that's, that's <laughs> yeah. why, like, is, is he gonna yeah, last? Yeah. Is he gonna no, last to see to see like at least to, to at least play in a couple of play-ins? Is he gonna at least be able to see a couple of play-ins like that? No, I just let's no, see. he won't. <laughs> he won't. He won't. But at the same time, they don't need to hire anybody high end they just need somebody to bottom the barrel coach right now 
They just like you know, obviously you want a coach that can develop players, and I'm sure that was in the interview process question. That when they're looking for somebody that can develop players, and he was with LeBron in those early days, so he probably sold that. But they don't need anybody of a higher tier coach than than Brown. All right, number ten, we got the Portland Trailblazers. I brought up this point about Bradley Beal in the Eastern Conference preview. How, how important is legacy building for an athlete when it comes to a franchise as opposed to collecting at least a ring? Uh, you know, you know, it, I think it's important. Um, I don't think it's important to a lot of players these days. You know, like right now, what's most important for a lot of players these days versus in the past is money and and TV time and all that. I think, but if it, I think. If you're looking at the value of having building a legacy with a, a franchise, I, I think it could be as the second best thing to to winning a chip because you're an alumni, you are a face of a franchise. You should see, and the NBA treats his, um retired players amazingly. Amazing. Like, they, they do it right, man. Like, they 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 celebrate them. The NBA does. The team organization does. So there's many accolades or. Um, I even gifts or money or however you want to look at it for a, a player to stay with one franchise um, and come back and there's opportunity to be GM. Um, there's many things you can do. And yeah. I think it's important uh, to me. Sorry. I think it has a lot of value in it. Not as the same as, win as winning a chip, to be honest. It might be actually, if you're like the 12th guy on the bench, <laughs> you got to get a chip versus a Lillard on Portland. Right. Um, obviously Lillard's going to have more, prestige but i think is has a lot of value that many players don't appreciate or will appreciate or understand until the career is over yeah because with him it's it's kind of the same thing with bill like when bill took the i understand why bill did it and i'm like i'm i'm an advocate for like you know what not every great player is gonna win a ring man you know what i mean so if you can if you can solidify especially in the bradley bill's case generational wealth lock it yeah, up man, man and figure that shit out yeah. later you know what i mean figure yeah. figure it and out they, later but, yeah. but I was gonna say, but with Lillard, Lillard's a little different because obviously Lillard's had more success. He's a better player. He's got, you know, he's close again because I mean Portland's a good franchise for the most part, like in their history of being in the league. Even though they're a small market franchise, he's basically breaking all their records. He's he's yeah. and, and I think he loves like being like uh, like like a superstar in Portland. I think he really loves the community. He's one of those guys that loves. Kind of like almost kind of like a Garnett before he left Minnesota. Like he really loves what he has built in Port Portland. His legacy, you know, being yeah, I don't know. Really I, I think love maybe a strong word. I I don't I don't think he minds and likes it. Right? I think he I think he Personally, loves it because I mean he's right? had the opportunities to leave, but he doesn't like every time there's a chance to sign the extension, he's signing yes, it. Yes, I'll give him that. And yeah. I just think it's like more so loyalty, um, the money, and. Um, that legacy that he's looking at. I'm telling you, when you retire and you like, he can come back and be president of the For league, sure. of the team and the team. family, like you said, generations. Oh yeah. Like I'm telling you, like you gotta, like you're thinking long term, and if you know, you're not going to win a chip, it's hard to win a chip. You, you know, like you can risk asking for a trade and you, you get bounced in the first round on, on that new team that you go to. Mm -hmm. But in this case, he's secured the bag for for the next three, four generations, I think. <laughs> right now, right? Be between, Not just be financially, just... Yeah, yeah man, be I'm be telling you, so... Between that and the Adidas deal he's got, yeah, like, it's... Listen, it's we like, all want to win, but I honestly think 
it's a little bit overhyped to win a championship. It may sound stupid what I just said. I think it's a little overhyped. Nowadays, with the amount of endorsements and money and and they, money like like contracts and just happy, just general happiness for your family. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I like I want to win a championship, but like, come on, let's be real now. Somebody's gonna offer you two hundred million to stay on a shitty team. Yeah, versus with- versus going to a team. Yeah. For less money, like honestly, I'm like giving the money on the shitty team. Especially, yeah, especially where the money's at now and where it's gonna go. Like, yeah, you got it. You got to consider that one. One, we're, I mean, in a few years, we're gonna be at a point where guys are gonna sign one contract and that be generational wealth for the rest of their. Like, yeah, like it's almost look, at that point. It's almost coming. It's coming to that point. Yo, and how many? How many like legends do we know? friggin' pawned off the ring and all that bullshit. Yep. <laughs> like, you know right? what I'm saying? For, for money. Like, for money. Yeah. For, for money. money. <laughs> You're right. So I was like, yeah. The, 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 it's the overhyped in my eyes, but the, hey, The thing that me. they sacrificed so much, you know, so much of the career for were all the media pundits and podcasters like myself and, and, and talking heads and praise these guys for winning these rings and sacrificing the money for, look at this guy. We praise him. And then 10 years from now, it was on eBay because they need the money, right? Like, <laughs> so, so like, it's wild to me. Yeah, man. which which is, which is crazy. So, I mean, it says something, something with, about those guys about how they handle their money. But also, you know, at, at that point, it's like, yo, when you're getting this kind of money and you're and you're laying down these kind of roots in the city and, and they got you back, they're, they've always treated you great. They treat your family great. You know, like with him, he's a top seventy-five player of all time, right? He's got the he's got the blue blazer. He's a surefire Hall of Famer. Like, is is his career failure if he never wins a ring? Like, if he's if he's yeah. building generational wealth, he optimized all of his talents. He's stayed in one place. You know what I mean? If if he ends up being like Barkley and Malone and Patrick Ewing and guys who never won a ring, are we gonna look at him any less? No. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Because true ballers understand how good these guys were, like Barclays and whatnot. And, sure. and literally, he's a hooper. So you will always have that respect. Now, the question is now, is like, is Portland handling Lillard how they should be handling it? Meaning, like, if you know you're not winning and you're giving somebody all this money, right? When you trade for assets and rebuild like Ainge does, is doing in Utah, that's the question, right? Because if you look at this squad, they are not winning anytime soon, right? So it's like, why not rebuild now, right? Which they are, right? Kind of, but I don't know. You're, you either go all in or you don't, in my eyes. Yeah, they're, they're kind of in the middle because of a little bit of the salary, too. I know, yeah. yeah. Like, it's hard to just, like, trade. Like, listen, you know my heart broke when DeMar got traded. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like, I understand, like, Lillard is the fan base. Like, he's literally it in yeah. Portland. And, but you got to sometimes do... What you got, like Masai did, right? Like, you got to pull the trigger and take that risk to rebuild the franchise. Well, that's the thing. They got a new GM now, right? So, who knows? You might have a mind of his own and be like, yeah, we got to pull the plug on this. I, we love you here, but, like, yeah, we, we, we got we to gotta do something. But, it's, again, that's True. not And that can always be done. Yeah. It can, it can always Unless be he has done. a no trade. Unless he has a no trade or something more. Shit, he might, depending, like, the, the all the love he's gotten from Portland. It wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't. But I don't think he does. Though. I don't think he has a no trade. We will have to look that up later. And, and then, and then on the on the, um, just before we move into your sleeper, like I want him to be there for Shaden Sharp because I think Shaden yeah. Sharp's got a ton of talent. It's gonna take him a couple of years to simulate because he hasn't played in real games in like two years. Even though, which is, I mean, his story is crazy. Come, who, Julian, who would have thought that a player 
coming from Toronto would basically get drafted out of high school, essentially, because he, he went to Kentucky, didn't really didn't even play, right? Yeah. Didn't play, didn't play his whole year of uh, of like all of last year. Didn't do G League, didn't do any of that stuff, and still go lottery, bro, from Toronto. Like oh. that's how much the game has changed. It's crazy. Like yeah. when you when you see where, but then when you see his talent, you're like, yeah, I get it. Oh man, this guy looks good. Like his athleticism, he's long. His whole body makeup structure, like, he's fit to be a stud. Like, you, like, I don't know. Like, and he's young. And the game looks, like, his game looks composed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know. Like, nothing seems rushed. Like, obviously, like, he's still young. He's going to be rough around the edges and whatnot. But you can see the talent is there. And not just the athleticism. You can see everything. So they made, like, that pick was an amazing pick. I wanted Toronto to get him. I think there was, like, potential deals. Um, remember Portland, if you remember those rumors for OG? And, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know I what remember. Portland was doing because they were trying to win still with Damien, right? Once they re-signed yeah. Damien, they wanted to bring some pieces in. And I remember it was OG and maybe somebody else. I don't know what it was. For, or like a flip of picks. I think the Toronto Raptors pick. And I wanted this pick so bad so we could pick um, – sharp but and, and you, I, I think they got a, a keeper here and and you know me I, i'm i'm not a crazy component of, of of young players especially coming back to play for the hometown team when the, for the, at least when they start their career i'm not a big fan yeah. of that personally but i mean you, you see yeah. it happening more and more and now right? you, yeah yeah but, yeah, yeah here, i know you don't but when you see talent like this yeah you got you got to take it you, you got you got to take it but it's just, it's just you got to protect them like right off the top because i'm like you know it's just the hanger on to being home right like yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine you at 19 forget the age forget not forget like 20 something 30 at 19 so when when you're when you're starting off at york imagine you're an nba player or, or, or a hockey player you got millions of dollars and you're on all your friends at that age you know imagine the stuff you're getting into i'm not saying he would have but i'm just saying imagine yeah. the stuff you can the situation you can get yourself into yeah, you know what I mean? yeah yeah you know it all depends what type of as you said though it all depends what type of kid you are too right right that's true of, too but but you're right. Like the components are there for you to get into more shit right now. But it all depends what kind of mentality you have too. Yeah. So, but he looks like a quiet kid. Like I don't know. Like he doesn't seem like somebody who is um, will like you know push the limits and take risks and get into issues or you know I don't know. But yeah. he just seems like the way he plays is the way he is. Seems to be off the court, just yeah. mellow and quiet money changes people money money changes people so who knows, right? <laughs> and that we've seen we're, we're definitely rooting for him and damien seems and, and and lillard seems high on him yeah he seems he very and high on him so so that's that's a plus that's a plus right like so that's definitely a plus because he can i'm assuming he can see the talent yeah he sees something that um that you and I see too as well. So like yeah. it's like okay, so it's like almost that pole sign kind and, of thing. And I hope he soaks it in because again, you got you got a, a, a top seventy five player that's still in his prime that's willing to give you jewels, man. Like mm-hmm, man, mm-hmm. you got like you got that's a that's a like for in his position, it's a blessing. And and then you're in a market too where it's not there's not a ton of distractions. It's not like being in New York or Miami or L A. Like even Toronto, there's not yeah. a lot, there's not a ton of distractions. You could just you you know, it. so it's like it's. I think this is like a perfect situation from the land. I agree, and now and Lillard is a respected vet. That's a vet I would want to be around, like Absolutely. around like, um, what's his name, Porter or the other rookie in oh, uh, Houston. I just forgot. Oh, Jalen Green. But yeah, Jalen Green. <laughs> yeah. That's who you want. You want like a Lillard, not a flicking Eric Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm looking at this roster. Man, who's your sleeper? Oh, God. My God, I this don't is have a mismatch like, roster Honestly, here. I don't know who's going to be. <laughs> I, I guess what, like, anybody is going to keep their game growing to that next level. I think Anthony Simons, I think, oh, yeah, if I have yeah. to choose, I, I'm, like, pulling. I'm reaching here, but... We didn't I even think, talk about um, him, too. Because, I mean, he is nice. He is nice. I'll yeah. give that. He is nice. You know, and I think he'll have a lot of opportunity to uh, score and be, like, that kind of, like, go-to type player, you know, outside of Lillard, obviously. Like, yeah. he, he's probably the next guy up, right? So, you know, I think you have more freedom to grow and make mistakes because the team ain't going to be winning anytime soon. And uh, I think he'll see um, Sharp behind his coattails, and he's going to have to put up some numbers and send them off, kind of thing. I think well, how tall is Sharp? Is he a shooting guard? Sharp, Sharp is six six, and and but he looks long. He looks. Yeah. You see how he flies? I know. Like, honestly, he glides. I, I it's crazy. Like he was. He looks taller than yeah. what he is. His bounce is crazy, but yeah, he's about six six, six five, six six. Like Vince Carter type, yep. you know, athleticism. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to stretch it like that, but like it just seems from what I saw. It's it's right hi, it's highly elite. It is highly elite. Yeah, crazy. Highly elite. But yeah, but it was funny. We didn't even talk about Simons, but yeah, that's that's another nice talent. But he's about six three. He's kind of like yeah. he's kind of like the new CJ. He's yeah. almost like the new yeah. He's CJ more of a point guard, right? Simons, right? So. Uh, uh. Yeah. Would you say like yeah. like I don't know? I thought he led most of the time when Lillard was out. He was primarily the point guard. I, I yeah, think, he, he right? was, he was, but I don't think that's like his natural yeah, his yeah natural yeah. thing to do. You know what I mean? But like, but he's nice though. I'll give it. And he got his bag too, right? A hundred hundred million over four years. Did he? I, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. So so he he ain't going nowhere at least not this year. Okay. This so year. yeah, that's my sleeper, man. All right. So number nine. We got the Los Angeles Lakers. Ooh, you have not making the playoffs. So, I'll be honest with you. When I was putting my list together, I had them at nine. And then I was like, ah, and I put them up. I'll, I'll tell you. But, yeah, okay, nine Lakers not making playoffs. Go ahead. Okay, so here's a, here's the question. Well, they'll be in the play-in, so they could still make the playoffs, but they'll be in the play-in. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, you're right. I forgot about the oh, – okay, my bad. Yeah, Go so ahead, they, yeah. they could be in the play-in, but we don't have them as, as a as – a, you know, as we combine this list, we on average you don't ha- we don't have them in in the, in the top eight. But my question is this: How how successful has the Laker LeBron era been for you? So how successful has been the LeBron era? Yeah, for the Lakers. How how how? Oh, like, for the Lakers, for I got yeah. you. okay. Well, it's been very successful if you win a championship. I don't care if it's bubble or not. So it's been like I don't know what they were expecting from a guy in his late mid thirties coming onto the team to win multiple or back to back, especially with a um, um, Davis being hurt all the time. I think for what it is, they it's, it's been nothing but success except except for the last year, obviously. But that was due to injuries and whatnot. So it, it's hard to like say that they've been a failure his era. But I know with with his talent and what he's been able to do, everybody has expectations that are maybe not, mm, I don't want to say achievable, but like that's out of range. I think, I think people have their expectations a little too high, but you got to like LeBron in the same LeBron. I was carrying like four bums on Cleveland. I shouldn't say bums, but four guys that nobody, he's not that same player anymore. So I think for what they got and they won a championship, because you got to remember, they, they haven't been healthy. Now, if you want to factor that in, too, yeah, then um, health is part of it. Then it wasn't that successful. But I think if everybody was healthy um, and what they've been able to do, even with guys being hurt, 
it has been successful enough in my in, in my opinion now not to the laker nation but that's for me personally yeah i'm, I'm kind of 50 50 on it because yeah they, they got the bubble chip they got the they got, i love calling it bubble chip they got the bubble chip yeah. so you know but like even in that one successful season right i remember i forgot who it was that said this but it's like and for, if you're a laker fan especially coming in la right like coming from la i mean like you didn't really get a chance to celebrate it because of COVID. There was no parade. Yeah, they, you, you didn't get to go to any of the playoff games, right? Because of COVID, it was in the bubble. So you didn't, and then you didn't really get a full experience of that that one year when they did win for the like. If you're a Laker Nation in LA, right? And then yeah. um, I think it was Bill Simmons that said this, and I totally agree with this. I've been saying this for years too, but I'm like the other years you made it out of the you, you haven't made it out the first round. Two years you haven't made the, so four years you've been there so far. You you win the bubble chip. The other three years, you missed the playoffs twice, and I know because again because of injury, um, and mm-hmm. then you you didn't make the playoffs uh, the the other year. Sorry, you, sorry, not to make the playoffs. Sorry, you didn't make it out the first round the other year, right? So twenty twenty one, they lost to Phoenix in the first round after being up two one. So it's kind of like eh, like you won a chip, but it's like you didn't really get to experience it the way you would have liked. No, I it counts, yeah. but ah, like like put it this way. If you're a Laker fan and you're a Milwaukee fan or a Raptors fan, who 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 embraced that the least? You know what I'm saying? Who who got who got the full exposure of being a fan and being able to celebrate those that championship? Yeah, but that's not LeBron's fault. I I, I know that it's circumstance, but I'm just saying like yeah. the, the the LeBron era, like you can't. Yeah, I know people say like, yo, they won a chip, so it's super successful. I'm like, for the for what the Lakers offer, I'm like, it's it's yes and no because they did win a chip. And box, in terms of box office, him being like an A-list celebrity, you know what I mean, on top of, of what he brings on the court, that's definitely a win too because you have an A-list, you have an A-list celebrity and superstar representing your franchise every night, bringing in fans, right? So that's also a win in that sense. So I, I guess I'm like 60-40. But it all it, depends on what you – sorry. It all depends on what you are rating as successful. But it's, but it's not you know an overrating success. I guess that's my point. Yeah, you know, like, and that's and that's understand. Like, I can accept that as well too. Yeah, it can go either way, as you said, sixty-four. Like, it can go either way, fifty-fifty. If somebody like, yeah, the argument can go either way. But at the end of the day, if you're talking about winning a championship, they did that. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what else more people want. They want multiple. Like, did they think three championships would have been it? Because it's, I know your argument is saying like they didn't get a chance to celebrate and blah blah blah. But that's not like it was part of his era, but it wasn't caused by him. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. like, it's like it's out of his control. It's right. not really his errors. It was that's what's was going on with COVID, right? So yeah. <laughs> you can't really put put that on him in terms and, of being as a factor to his era. And, and then and then on top of that, you you gutted their team, the championship team for Westbrook. You know what I mean? Like the rumor is now they want to like try to shop those 27 and 29 picks for LeBron, but. Hold me, on, hold on. They gutted the team from Westbrook? They, they, Los Angeles? Well, not gut the team, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they could have got other players. They let go some people oh, okay, for, for, okay, to get, to get they Westbrook. They got their team for him. No, no, but I'm saying that they let go some people for Westbrook. So let's be clear, uh, right? With the trades uh, and stuff, they let go. I mean, think about Caruso, <laughs> Caruso, KCP, um, Kuzma. And it hasn't been a success, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, success. so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I remember Kuzma. I'm just trying to remember. Like, I know the gut of the team. Like, yeah, like that was know, that like, was the quarter. That was years, the, that was a quarter championship team. Is is what I'm saying. Like the the bubble chip. Uh, that was a quarter the, the bubble chip team, right? So, 
Kuzma, Kuzma, like let's be real, like I'm not saying they're superstars, but they won with those guys. I'm saying, and, fair and, and, enough. And, and then I got you. And Westbrook hasn't done what he was supposed to do. No. Fair enough. Okay. No, and, and now they're trying to reverse all of that, and they don't have any more picks because they traded most of it, you know, in the last few years for trying to accommodate for LeBron and they, you know the AD, Anthony Davis, AD, they, AD, yeah, AD. Exactly. AD. Anthony Davis That's when the team, like yeah. AD and look. But they're not the Heat, though, right? So, because the Heat operate like they don't care about their 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 draft picks because they're the Heat. They believe in their culture. They can believe they can pick a guy off the street and cultivate him to be a good rope, a good player, if not a great player. You know what I mean? Like that's the mentality they have. This and they re- can recruit. They they can acquire and they can acquire guys. But this 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 regime. I'm talking about the Lakers historically. Yes, but this particular regime for the Heat. I mean, sorry for the Lakers. Do not have a culture of doing that. And, I mean, they yeah. had a hard time getting players, selling players to come to play for the Lakers before LeBron got there. And, and, and when LeBron got there, it wasn't – it was it – was, he came more for the fact of, like, business and everything else. It wasn't just the Lakers. Yeah. So no, no. I, I, I would agree to that. Like, I can't argue against that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they – I think they still have enough to win. And, it all? Um, like, or, just, or just to win? No. Games? Well, you know, it all – honestly – yeah, they they have enough to win it all. I you think, think between so? LeBron and AD. I don't, yeah, I think I... if I think if they play to their level, like let's be real, like if LeBron and AD can play to their level in the playoffs when it's when it really counts, I think they could. Like I'm not saying they they will, but I think they could. Yeah, I, I think I, they could. I I think their their window was was when they won and the year after. I think when you look at their roster now. Even if everything goes as great as it can go, I don't see them being more than like seventh. I think there's there's no, legitimately no, like no, seven or eight teams agree. better than them right now. Like, I like 100% yeah, agree. I, but like, I don't just... I don't see them like you look like look at their roster. Their roster strangely built. Like they don't have a lot of shooting. Their core guards are all around six two six three. They're gonna have to depend on guys like Lonnie Walker Jr. to take them to the next level. I don't mind him though, but I'm, I'm like. I don't know what that means right now for them. You know what I mean? So it's like I like I don't see like when I look at their roster, even if AD and 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 um and LeBron and even Westbrook are all playing to their level, I still don't think that's enough anymore. Yeah, no, I I don't think it is enough. Like really, but yeah. I'm just saying I they it, I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to all be healthy mm. and play to their level if they can they can make it. I'm not gonna say they're gonna win a championship. No, I don't think so. Okay, let me let me take that back. But I think I wouldn't be surprised if they got far or to the, or, or to the finals. Like I wouldn't be super surprised. Yeah. Because it's LeBron and AD at the end of the day. I don't care how old LeBron is. It's those two. If they're healthy, they're still a matchup in hell for most teams, right? So, but anyhow, like yeah, again, I'm not saying they're gonna win it all and make it far. Like I had them again. I said I had them at ninth as well. So yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's be clear on that. <laughs> but. Like the West, like the West, like there's so many good teams. Like again, like we can, I can say that for a lot of teams. Like I want to be surprised if they make it to the finals, Denver, uh, or um, Golden State, or Clippers. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Lakers, like I don't think so, but who knows, man? Who's your sleeper on this team? Oh my God, I don't, I don't have anybody to be honest with you because <laughs> it's like the, the guys that they have, as you mentioned. It, you know what? I, I don't. Like it's gonna be hard. Like it's it could be <laughs> you're gonna laugh. It could be Thomas Bryant <laughs> only because the and AD the might go down. Yeah. AD might go down. Like let's be real. AD might go down. Mm. He likely will. And they have no other big. Now Bryant might go down himself. 
But when Brian is healthy and, and it, um, he was pretty productive in Washington yeah. and when he plays. So, like, again, I'm not trying to say these guys are, are guys that are going to, like, get you over the top in your fantasy league. But these are guys that are potential guys that could put up some numbers for you. He might get, like, ten nine boards. rebounds, yeah, nine boards. points, yeah. you know? Yeah. Nine and nine, you know? I, I won't say double-double. Double, yeah, I was going to say ten and ten. Right, right. It all depends, right? And um, he's somebody that somebody may not have looked at as as a center to fill their like you know their 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 bench on their fantasy team. He might be. Yeah, no. In- interesting enough, I-, I would say the same. I would say the okay, same. All right. Thank you for tuning into part one of the NBA Western Conference on the Ave. All right, click on part two for the playoff and championship contenders for the West. It's the Ave podcast on South Shore Ave Radio. See you in a minute.